This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. They even were looking for the coming of Jesus. They were even looking for the Messiah. They, they were supposedly even looking for him. But everybody listen to me, and, and, and this, is a, this is a concern that I have about modern-day church and modern-day religion is Jesus came, and they didn't even know who was standing before him. Didn't even know him. Did not even know him. Not only didn't know him, they postured themselves against that move of God. They postured themselves. They postured themselves by attacking what was done, by being critical in spirit, by being argumentative, by, by just having a lousy attitude and, and not even seeing that the Messiah was right before them. You know what? I, I see that in church sometimes. I, I see sometimes that the Holy Spirit coming in person to a church service and a lot of times people that claim to be spiritual and people that claim to be so religious and, and people that know scripture that that know all about the holy spirit and they know all about the things of the spirit and, and they they they've read it they might even have taught classes on it that maybe even teachers but yet he's there and they don't even know it and not only they don't even know it, they, they, they posture themselves against it. They posture themselves against God's move and what he's doing and what he's trying to do. And you realize that even, even Peter, even Peter, when he, uh, right after the point where, where Peter said, Thou art the son of the living God. And Jesus turned and when he said, who, who, do you, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? And Peter exclaimed and he yelled out, you are the son of the living God. You are him. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus even encouraged him and patted him on the back and said, wow, Peter. That's amazing that you saw that. That's amazing that you saw that. It said, because flesh and blood couldn't have revealed that to you. That was revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. He saw it. But then immediate, and then he went and he said, Peter, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. But guys, listen to this. This is what I want you to see. I want you to see this today. Is right after something so glorious as that, then Peter actually postured himself against what Jesus wanted to do against where Jesus was moving and where the future was heading and where they were going as a church where they were going as a people to where Jesus finally flew around and he said get thee behind me Satan because Peter actually exclaimed words that were anti where the church was going that was anti where they were moving. 
that was they postured themselves right after he said man flesh and blood hadn't revealed this to you and then boom all of a sudden this happened to where our lord said satan get thee behind me but the words came through the person what do you think about that what do you think about that you know today we're sitting here learning about the holy spirit we're sitting here learning about the gifts of the spirit and you know that the gifts i want you to i want you to realize this because part of what receiving what i want what i feel god's telling me to say right now which was not planned part of what is receiving what i feel god saying to this church body is the gifts operate by humility the gifts operate through humility healing miracles discerning of spirit tongues interpretation of tongues prophecy word of knowledge word of wisdom discerning of spirit faith these gifts work through humility if you're not a humble person you aren't going to be used to any of the gifts because god resists the proud do you know resist when i looked that up in the bible it actually means set in opposition sets themselves against does anybody want to be against god anybody here want to set yourself against god when you're in pride and when you're in your flesh and the pride is the flesh pride is arrogance pride is being a know-it-all pride is being having a critical spirit because you're so stinking smart that you're critical on everybody else pride thinks that you're right all the time that nobody else knows anything it, it, it stinks it reeks i hate pride i hate pride it's one of the seven sins that god says he hates i hate pride but when we're prideful god resists you he sets himself against you and i want to tell you what some of you are prideful in what you know about the holy spirit some of you are prideful in what you know about god's word and what you think you know and what you think you're filled with and it's hindering being used of the lord i feel that strong i feel that strong why do you feel that so strong because discerning of spirits is the ability to discern when a demonic spirit is is in is attacking i I don't care what you've heard that it means that's what it means in, in in when you study it in the original it means it doesn't mean oh i have the gift of discernment some people it's a gift of criticalness and 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 no the gift of discernment is when you can discern that a demonic spirit has is attacking okay in this room today we we got people that went through school and and have read the bible cover to cover has taught sunday school class has kind of like kind of like people in jesus day i think we can get like this kind of like people in jesus day where you know so much but you didn't even know jesus was standing in front of you 
I think sometimes we can get where we know so much that we don't even realize what's just happening. And here's why, here, here's why I'm not trying to be mean today, but I, I'm trying to help some people today. That's what's wrong with some of your homes. What I'm, what I'm saying right now is what's wrong with some of your homes. It's what's wrong with some of your finances. It's what's wrong with some of the things that's happening in business. It's what's wrong with some of the things that's happening in relationship. Because you're not even filled with the Spirit enough to discern when something's demonic. And I want to tell you something. There was a de- and here's what's also hard for me is I've already went through this in my head. What if new people are here and they think you're crazy and all this stuff? I, I'm not crazy and I mean, we've been studying this for months now. But um, there was a demonic, there was a demonic attack in the spirit today and some of you well-professing holy spirit people that think all that about yourself i i I just sensed a stench of pride and i was like where's my men of power where's my women of faith I, i i felt a resistance in the spirit and i got down on my knees and i began to rebuke it and to come against it and I felt like, I was like, where's my, where's the guys that's, that's, that's the right hands and where's the women's that's the left hand? And I, I not only felt like that some weren't there, I felt like they were even postured in opposition. That concerns me. It concerns me. God loved Peter so much. He said, Peter, you're awesome. There's a great future for you. Jesus knew that Peter was going to preach on the day of Pentecost. Jesus wasn't against Peter. I'm not against any of you. But just a few verses later, Peter's being a vent for the demonic. He's being a vent of saying, God, Jesus said, the church is going like this. The direction, here's the future, here's where I'm at, here's what I'm doing. And Peter's like, oh, let's build three temples and put this one, this one, this one. Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. And notice all that fed is pride. Guys, I'm serious. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to humble you. You that think you're spiritual. You missed one this morning if you didn't know a demonic spirit was hitting. You that think you're spiritual, that your pastor needed you side by side in the spirit, in your seat, putting up a blockade against the demonic that was hitting here. But, but you were too carnal, you're too fleshly, too indulged in the senses, you missed it. And I needed help in the spirit today. We got it, though. We broke it. And I'll tell you what, I'm bold as a lion today. And um, I, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care what people give, and I don't care how big the church is. I have to stand before God and give an account for how I lead this church. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if we go to where we need to be at Church on the Rock, we need to be humble people. We need to be a per- people that are sensitive. 
We need to be a, some people that will lay down your stinking agendas and take up God's agendas. I'll tell you what, God's going to have people. I'll tell you what, I'm like Gideon. Let's get down and let's get, let's get it down to 300. Let's get the ones that lap the water and look. Because God can do what he's going to do by many or by few. I'm going to be a part of God's end time plan. And I'm telling you, the gifts of the Spirit... Here's the other thing. We're talking about these nine gifts of the Spirit. They're not to be used just in a service. They're to be used in groups. They're to be used at your work. They're to be used in your home. I want to say one more thing about demonic spirits and and what I've said there about there is a demonic spirit. I'm not trying to condemn or make people feel like they're not spiritual but i think god was knocking on doors of so-called spiritual people and saying there's a demonic spirit and i'd just be i don't want anybody to raise their hand i'm curious who even knew it who even knew it but yet we woo, we are we we're, we know this stuff you know how long i've been in this that kind of attitude i care less about that because The ones in Jesus' day had been in it, and they didn't even know Jesus was standing before them. Swallow your pride, buddy. Get some humility. But I'm telling you what, just like the enemy came in to attack this service, he comes in your homes. Well, I put the blood on the windows and the doors and all this stuff. Well, that's good. I'm not against that. Go for it. But... You may put the blood on the windows, but you pump it in through your TV. Carnality, worldliness, rebellion. You may put blood on your doors, but you invite people in your home. I mean, I'm kind of, if you want to do that, go for it. I mean, I believe in dedicating homes and anointing the doors. I've done it, did it to my house I'm in. But I also know when a demonic spirit is attacking my wife, I also know when a demonic spirit is attacking my children. I also know when a demonic spirit is, is attacking the, 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 the core of my family and the intimacy and the relationship and the bond of love and peace. I know when it's not just some kids not getting along or me and my wife having problems. I know when it's demonic in nature. And when it's demonic in nature, you can bind it. You can use the power of the name of Jesus. You can forbid it on earth. And God partners with you in the heaven. And he clears out the spirit in the heaven. Guys, this is all Bible. You, you, can, you can use the name of Jesus. Uh, when you speak God's word, angels are released. Angels are moving. Angels are protecting. And your house, you can be like Jesus with a whip and push that things out on your knees in prayer all right you can do that here's what concerns me i don't even think some of you'd know it if it hit you on the head some of you think you're so spiritual wouldn't know the holy spirit if it if it's right in front of you but you think you do some 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 of you 
I'm asking us to humble ourselves today. Some of you wouldn't know the voice of the Lord if he was speaking right clear. But yet you think you do. I'm asking for some humility today. Some humility. Because the gifts work through humility. Now, we're going to talk about tongues today because I know some of you came hoping that would happen. If you're humbled today, praise God for it. Um, if, I, if I hurt your feelings, I'm glad I made you sorry. Paul said, I'm glad that I made you sorry unto repentance. I, I hope if, if you're a little bit ticked at me, you'll get over it. Um, if, you're, if you're whatever, but I'll tell you this right now. And I'm not saying it for leverage or push, but I just said something from the Lord. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to him. Amen. The Bible says pursue love in 1 Corinthians 14. And earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. Now, 1 Corinthians 14 is, if you guys don't care, we're going to have to take that clock off the wall today because I, I, I am going to say what I need to say today. Pursue, and I ask him to put that clock up there. And you know what? I want that clock up there because I think that we spin our wheels too long and it doesn't take, sometimes we take 40 minutes and it'll be done 20. Why waste people's time? So just, I, I want to clock most times, but I, I, I want about 20 minutes to talk about this. Can I have, and it says I got 10. Can I have 20 minutes to talk about this? Amen. In fact, put it on 20 minutes, Braden. You, you know why I like keeping it short? Because I want you guys to pray at the end and respond. And, and to me, if you preach too long, people don't pray and respond. And so, so anyway, pursue love, guys. And earnestly desire spiritually gifts, especially that you might prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14 is talking about how to use the gifts in the church. In the church. How to use prophecy, how to use tongues, and how to use interpretation of tongues. Now listen to this. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. Everybody look at me. So if we're speaking, if, if one person is speaking in tongues... Who is he speaking to? Is he speaking to men? So if somebody's speaking in tongues and you happen to hear it beside you, somebody's talking in tongues beside you, are you supposed to understand it? Because he's speaking to who? Okay, so would it be wrong, according to this scripture right here, would it be wrong if somebody spoke in tongues? Why would it not be wrong? It's in the Bible. So, so it says... So, so he who speaks in a tongue, he, he's not speaking to men. He's speaking to God. For no one understands him. He utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to the people for the upbuilding and the encouragement and the consolation. And guys, remember, prophecy is a message of encouragement th from God through a person to a person or persons. Okay? So... 
in a church service, the one who prophesies and he speaks in English or with understanding, he's saying something that edifies, comforts, or exhorts. And guys, believe it or not, that doesn't mean tickle your ears. I personally believe I just gave a prophetic word. I personally believe I just spoke prophetically. Uh, but, ooh, that was tough. It, 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 somebody told me one time uh, w- when I gave them a hard word, they said, Pastor, you're supposed to edify me and comfort me. This just happened a couple weeks ago. You're supposed to edify me, comfort me, and, 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 and the other word, edify, comfort, and exhort me. I'm not feeling that right now. And I said, you know what? I just did edify, comfort, and exhort you. And if you would listen to the truth that I just gave you, you could have this blank back that they lost. It doesn't just mean somebody's going to whisper something sweet to you, okay? Sometimes people need the truth and love. The one who speaks in a tongue does what? Builds up himself. So would it be okay if somebody spoke in a tongue? Does anybody need building up? Is anybody here against getting built up? Okay, the one who speaks in a tongue privately, that builds him up. That builds that person up. I don't see anything wrong with being built up. And guys, I also want to say this. I felt the Holy Spirit say this. I, I'm, I'm Methodist. My roots are Methodist. Um, I, I pastored a Baptist church. Okay? Uh, this isn't something that just spirit-filled people do. Um, th- this is something that the Bible talks about. Okay? Uh, the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself, but one who prophesies builds up the church. See, when we come to church, are we supposed to be about me, myself, and I? Or are we supposed to be thinking about, who, who should we think about the most when we come to church? Say it again, Pastor Jim, real loud. Jesus. Jesus. Who says that should be number one? Did anybody make you come to church today, or did you want to come because you wanted to worship Jesus? Amen? So Jesus is the number one reason we come. And then the, ne- the next reason we come to church is I've asked us to put our heads on a spindle. I, I did it today. You, you know, I, I'm not trying to lift myself up, but I prayed for about six people before church even started. I gave a message in tongues and interpretation before church even started today. I gave a prophetic word before church even started today. I was used in the gift of healing before church even started today. You were, Pastor? Yeah. And you can be too. When you start coming to church, not to just be a consumer, but to become a contributor. To where you come to church with your head on a spindle, seeing who, you you know how I did it? I just looked around to see who was sitting by himself. I just looked around and said and saw who seemed like they had a sad countenance. And then I said, Lord, why do they, remember word of knowledge, why do they have a sad countenance, I asked myself. And the Holy Spirit said, well, they have a sad countenance because of this, word of knowledge. Are you all with me? So when we come to church, we're looking to build up the church. Now, look at Paul said. Because you got these naysayers say, well, see, I told you you're not supposed to speak in tongues. Now I want you all to what? I want you all to speak in tongues. That's verse 5. I want you all to speak in tongues. In the Greek, if you look up the word all, all means all. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants you to speak in tongues. 
He wants, all, he wants you to. Uh, am, I, am I writing this or is, or is God's word saying this? Okay. But even more, it doesn't say, I did look this one up. It doesn't say, when it says an even more, it doesn't say, well, don't speak in tongues at church. It's just saying, if you look up and even more, if you look it up in the original Greek, this is true. If you look it up in the original Greek, it means, and, because, and, and for that reason, or because of that. Uh, wait, that's not exactly right. I had it just a second ago. But even more to prophesy. Oh, it says this. Here's what it is in the Greek. But besides that, I would rather you prophesy. Now, why would he rather you prophesy? Again, we're talking about at church. Why would he rather you prophesy? Instead of speaking tongues. Why? Because it's building someone up. Are we at church? To, we're at church to do what? Glorify God. And what else are we at church for? To build each other up. Okay. And here's the cool thing. If you want to be built up, we just showed you that you can pray in tongues because it says the one that prays in tongues builds himself up so really everybody's built up when we do it god's way god's somebody giving praise for that god's built up because he's being worshiped endured you're building people up with the gifts of the spirit and you can pray in tongues at church and it builds you up so everybody's happy everybody happy today now verse five and six all the uh, five through um, 11 all that's about is it just says hey what good is it to speak in tongues when nobody understands that's all that's saying through there it's it what why speak in tongues it, i mean you're edifying yourself but you're not helping anybody else that's all it's talking about through there verse 11 says this verse 12 says so with yourself since you're eager for the manifestation of the spirit now that is, you guys are doing a great job up there, by the way, Chad, whoever's doing that. But that verse, I want you, you guys are following real good. That verse 12, they didn't even, I didn't even ask them to do that, but you all with me. That verse 12 says, um, so with yourselves, since you are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit. I, I want to pause there. Are you guys, is it just me? I, I want to ask you, how many of you are eager Are you Jeff? Are you Gene? I, 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 I'm Jeff and Gene. Are th- is this your second or third time? Third time? Hey, Andrew, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Did you enjoy the singing today? All right, you're awesome, buddy. I, I, I met with lunch with Jeff this week. You know what he said? He said, "I am so hungry for a move of the Spirit." He says. There's something special at Church on the Rock. We've been looking at churches since July. There's something unique. There's something special. He's the CFO of Judson University. We're glad that he's in our, in our church today. But um, he, he, he's like, he's, he said that to me. He said, I am eager for the manifestation of the Spirit. Is anybody else eager? Is anybody tired of religion? Is anybody tired of playing church? 
Is anybody tired of going to church where the, the preacher gets up and tells you how wonderful you are? And if you'll do these steps, you can have more money. And if you'll do, oh, you're so, you're so, let me pinch your cheeks and just give you everything. Or do you want somebody that'll say, hey, I think we need some humility in the house. Because I'm telling you, I, I'm tired of the mundane status quo. I believe we are in the end times, and I want to be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, looking for the coming of the Son of Man, full of power, full of manifestations of the Spirit. Because I'm telling you, what we need in these end times is miracles, signs, wonders, healings, words of knowledge flowing, the moving of the Spirit happening, because there's enough church going on. There's enough forms of religion but deny the power thereof so anyway I have the interpretation. I'll give somebody a chance to do it. Go for it. That's it. And I tag on, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you have built for me? For the Spirit of the Lord is hovering over this earth like he hovered in creation. And he's looking for people that he wants to fill their temple completely. So... Wasn't that wonderful? And I'll tell you what, not weird. It's not weird. Something that I want at Church on the Rock, because people come up to me and they say, are you Pentecostal? And I'm like, it depends. What do you mean by that? Because there are things connected with Pentecostal that I am not. 
And then people come up to me and say, are you charismatic? And I say, wait a minute. It depends on what you mean by that. Um, Because some definitions of charismatic, I am not. Okay? And some of what you see. You know, even last week when I said I'm not, name it, claim it, the Holy Spirit corrected me on that and said, no, really you are. But you know why I said last week, I'm not blame it, came, claim it, blab it, grab it, is because that one's been misused too, to where everybody says, oh, I'm claiming a Corvette and a this and that. But see, I don't name and claim like that. I name and claim for things that don't even benefit me. It's for others. And the Lord said, you are name it, because I do name the scripture and name the word of God, and I do claim the scripture. Okay? But, guys, I'm telling you, when I, the, the first time that happened, I had a full-paid scholarship to go play football and run track at Pitt State. And uh, I got born again. Um, I wasn't sanctified yet. But I got born again like in the spring. But the week that I, the week before I went to Bible college, I was so drunk, I couldn't even drive. Um, and I had vodka in my glove compartment at Bible college and chewing tobacco in my suitcase. And the reason I went to Bible college is a girl led me to the Lord and I followed her down there she broke up with me first day I was there but God started working out some of that other stuff but I was in a service where what just happened happened and you guys did good I got up and ran <laughs> I went out the back door I was like these people are crazy I gave up a playing football for this <laughs> oh I didn't understand it, but I desired it. I earnestly desired it. So um, look at verse 13. Therefore, he who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my mind doesn't know what I'm saying. What am I to do? What do I do about this? Paul said, well, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray with my spirit. What would that mean according to 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, 14, 1 and 2? Okay, if whenever the scripture says, for if I pray with my spirit, or if I pray in the spirit, guys, have fun with this. Start reading the New Testament with that in mind. Because Paul gave us the definition and said, when a man prays in the spirit, he is praying to, to God and not to others. That praying, when you see praying with the Spirit or praying in the Spirit, that would be tongues. When you see that in Scripture, okay? So, so down here he says, uh, so will I pray, well, here's what I'm going to pray with my Spirit. That would be what? Say it loud. That would be what? Say it loud. I pray with my Spirit. Okay? But I will pray with my mind also. That would be praying where you understand it. Do you understand it when you're praying in tongues? No. But who does? You know, my kids, when they're growing up, they used to get at the table 
and they'd go la la ba la la ba la la ba 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 ga ga goo goo ga and I'd be like and Caitlin would be sitting there and she'd it'd be Luke and Logan doing it and they're like I'm going crazy because all the noise and Caitlin goes he wants some corn and then we're playing in the we're playing in the in the den and the, and the kids are like and I'm like, what do, and I give them this, I don't want that. And I try all the different toys. And again, Caitlin and Caitlin's there, Jordan's there. Jordan is like, he wants the rattler. They, they knew it. Hey guys, when you pray in tongues, you don't know it, but he does. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, so I'm going to do this. How could anyone say amen? You prayed a good prayer, but how can they say amen if they don't know what you're saying? You, did, you, you gave thanks well in tongues, but nobody's getting built up. But look at this, because Paul, every time he gives people, hey, do it this way, then you got your naysayers say, see, I told you don't do it. Then Paul, oh, 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 oh. I thank God I speak with tongues more than all of you. Never in church, I'd rather speak five words with my mind to instruct than 10,000s in tongues. Look down here at verse 26. What then, brothers? When you come together, each of you has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Just let all things be done with order. Okay? And uh, you can read through that a little bit, but I want to I want to give you we're not gonna have time to do it but write this down prayer praying in tongues is a language of the spirit okay and Paul's so showing that there's a public way to use tongues and that's what first Corinthians 14 but there's a private way there's a private way to use praying in tongues First Corinthians 14, 14 and 15 says that you can sing with it, that you can pray with it. Romans 8, 26 and 27, when it talks about tongues, it's important to pray with our minds, but we also need to pray in our spirit. Look at Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know how to pray or what we ought to say. The Spirit himself intercedes with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart and knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying in the Spirit, it's a perfect prayer. How many ever prayed a prayer that wasn't a perfect prayer? When you pray in tongues, it's a perfect prayer. Here's another benefit, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, did my microphone just quit? Where's that handheld? Handheld, Josh. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians, still way down, Randy. Turn the other one off, it's humming. Thank you. Turn this one down some more, please. Ephesians 6, 17, 18. How many know about the armor of God? Helmet of salvation. Sword of the Spirit. All that. 
okay? Notice the semicolon. Now, when you're, after he's telling about all that, take the helmet of salvation. And then 18 in New King James Version, New King James Version, verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer. Some scriptures say with all kinds or types of prayer. Different kinds, praying with your mind, praying with your spirit. Okay? And supplication in the spirit. What's it mean when it says in the spirit? That would be what? So, would I be wrong according to scripture when you guys put on the armor? How many put on the armor? The helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. Would I be wrong to say that part of the armor, because it's a semicolon and the sentence keeps going, part of your armor through the day is doing what? Praying in tongues. I'm telling you, it's powerful. Here's another one. Our language builds us up personally and it connects us with other gifts. Tongues build you up. Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. What would that be? Why would it be tongues? Because we got our definition in 1 Corinthians 14. What praying in the Spirit is, is praying unto God. But he who prophesies, so, so we see that. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Here's another thing tongues does. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21. Knowing that no, knowing this verse, that no prophecy of Scripture is given by private interpretation. If you look that up, private interpretation, it means human intellect, impulse, or natural ability. For prophecy neither came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke. Spoke is only twice there, that particular one in the New Testament. Guess where the other one's at? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You know how I get messages? I believe that which is born in the head reaches the head. But that which is born in the Spirit reaches the Spirit. You know how I get direction in life for COTR, for family life? Not with the head Note this, though. The head's good for experience and wisdom and stuff. But I pray in the Spirit when I'm looking for direction, when I'm seeking a message. And here's what happens. Romans 8.16 says this. It says, but my spirit, little s, bears, spirit with, bears witness with his spirit, big S, that we are the children of God. If you study that, that means talks and communicates with. I'm going to get way out there, but I want you guys to stretch, and I want to tell you something that maybe you never heard. When I'm praying for direction and stuff, I pray in the Spirit. When I really quiet myself and pray in the Spirit, this is not tongues. This is African language I learned at Bible college. It's the Basutu language from the Lesotho people. Okay? I'll do this. I'll, be, I'll pray in the Spirit. Again, this is not tongues. This is a language. Okay? Reale buha, Morena Jesu. 
my spirit will do that. And then I will hear the Holy Spirit go, And then I'll go, And then I'll hear, And I'll hear my spirit, listen to me, I'll hear my spirit and God's spirit going back and forth just like they're talking. But here's the cool thing. I start, it's like I'm the third guy that pulls my chair up and listens. Listen to me. It's like I start hearing what they're saying. And you know what I do then? Ding, 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 on my typewriter. Direction. Messages. And I think you should practice that with your direction. Because I would say, how's it going for you in the way you've been doing? Add that ingredient. I went through a period of times where I wouldn't talk about tongues as a pastor. Because it was always shoved down my throat. And I resisted it. And I didn't understand it. But then when I, through the years, I've learned all the benefits of it. It's part of the armor. It builds me up. It helps me get things in the spirit and get direction and messages. It, hey, guys, here's another thing tongues does. How many, want, how many of you ever go to a hospital? Or you, has anybody ever here been in a situation you didn't know what to do? That's the best time to pray in the spirit. That when you don't know what to do, when you're going to, hey, I got thrown in the ministry when I was 19, full time. I never knew it. I, I still don't know what I'm doing half the time. But I, 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 I pray in tongues, and then it's just like I know what to do. God just drops it in my spirit. I'll tell you what, what I said at the beginning of the service, I prayed in the spirit for about seven minutes. And what I started this service with, I know was a message from the Lord, but it was birthed through me praying in tongues. Okay? I want to give you some myths. I want to give you some myths about speaking in tongues. Here's one myth. You need to hear this before we pray today. Here's one myth about speaking in tongues is that your prayer language will be fluent the very first day. That's not true. You may you may only have a couple of syllables. That, that you're saying over and over. You, you may just have, you, and you think back. How many remember what your child's first words was? Hey, I'm working on Ames tough. I'm working on my grandbaby big time. Do you know how many times I said granddad's little boy yesterday when I babysat in him? Granddad is going to be the first words out of Ames's mouth, Braden, son-in-law. It, it's granddad. It's not going to be dad-dad. It's going to be granddad, granddad, all right? But Ames's language might grow from granddad. It might grow from granddad to daddy. It might. How many think it will? 
and it might grow to mommy, and it might grow to how are you doing today. It might go to, it might grow to, I love the Lord with all my heart, but it grows. So does your tongues. A myth about tongues is that you're fluent from the first day. It's a myth. You keep using it. You keep using it, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows. Hey, listen, some of you have quit praying in tongues because a couple reasons. One, you thought it was you doing it, and two, it's the same syllables all the time. Well, let me ask you something. Do you all use the same syllables in English? Same thing with, it's a language, okay? Myth number two is that you can't control this prayer language. By golly, you're going to be at Walmart, and it's going to jump out, and you're going to grab the intercom. Oh, I can't hold myself. And you're grabbing the intercom. Oh, Dino Ferrari. No. I'm going to be embarrassed. No. That's a myth. Here's another myth, that the prayer language is just going to jump out of you. That is a myth. You have to yield to it. You will never pray in tongues if you're waiting for God to do it for you. You have to do it. You have to speak it. It's not just going to, that, that would be like, that would be like when the offering plate went by a while ago. And all of a sudden, a check just jumped out of your checkbook. Or your fingers just started going online and giving a big offering to COTR. How many thinks that's ludicrous? Tongues isn't that way either. It's just not going to jump out of you where you're like, Ooh, I got the gift of giving. I've been praying for the gift of giving. It just popped out of me. No. You cooperate. And you yield. Amen? That's good stuff. Nobody ever told me that stuff. Um. Here's what we're going to do today. If you want your prayer language, it's a prayer language. If tongues is something you want, somebody told me this week that they did tongues one time, but they quit doing it because they thought it was themselves. And and they was that first myth that it was the same syllables, and so they just gave up on it. Here's what you do. If you, When you come, I would encourage you to come forward because a lot of times Paul laid his hand on them and they received it. And just so you know, there's five times the Holy Spirit fell in the book of Acts. And it seems like, like, like we were talking about in church how we should prophesy. But guys, when people were filled, all of them were. In Act, write this down. In Acts 2, in Acts 8, in Acts 10, and then in Acts 11, he's telling them about it. I'm going to tell you again, Acts 2, 8. 10 and 11, and 19. All of those talk about the Holy Spirit filling people. And if you read that with an open mind, you're going to see that they prayed in tongues. All of them. Every, all of them. It seems to be that that's something that initially happens. So if you're wanting to be filled with the Spirit and pray, have your prayer language, don't, don't freak out and don't Work yourself up about it. Just simply come forward this morning. And I might lay hands on you or somebody might, but we're not going to shake you. And we're not going to push your head. 
And we're not going to say it's in your belly. Woo, baby, it's in your throat now. Speak it. Yeah. That's stupid. It's weird. God's not weird. But if, if you want, if you're hungry for spiritual gifts and you want that, but here's what you do. When you come up here, close everybody out, and out loud, they're going to, I want the music to be loud enough so it can be where you feel like you're alone. Out loud, just start deeply thinking about how much you love God. Or, or, say you got something you're real concerned about, a crisis or a situation. How many have something in the pit of your heart that, that you're crying out? today. You could even do it like that, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray with understanding. I want you to, to, to with understanding, get hungry for God and praise God and forget about tongues and people. Or if you got a crisis or a situation, I want you to focus on that and I want you to pray out loud, out loud, not in your head, out loud. I want you to pray out loud with understanding. And I want you to let your heart cry out. If you're hurting over your teenager, then let that hurt come out. And let your prayer. But at some point, I want you to stop praying in English. I want you to stop praying in English. And I want you just to pray by faith in a new tongue. Now listen, do you know it takes faith to pray in English? When I pray... In this sanctuary through the week, you'd think I was crazy. Who's he talking to? Who's pastor hollering out to? Man, what, what's pastor? Man, I hear him praying in there. It, it takes faith praying in English that God hears. Anybody out there? The same kind of faith. You, you do it. And guys, some of you need to know this. I needed to know this because it takes courage to do it the first time. Here, listen, everybody, even if it's you doing it, it don't matter if your heart's pure. God showed me there's no doing it wrong. You can't make a mistake. You can't do it wrong. But I do want you at some point, whether it's my hands laying on you or others' hands, it, at some point I want you to begin to pray in syllables you don't know. Are you all with me? All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that those that are hungry for their prayer language, that this would be the day that they'd receive. Lord, I pray that people that have prayed in tongues in the past and haven't for months or years, that they would do that again today. I pray that people would be filled with this knowledge and this, this revelation that I preached about, because this will, this will bring their, their, their spiritual walk higher. It will do it. It'll help. And Father, I pray, the Bible says this, if an evil parent knows how to give good gifts, how much more would your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask Him? I mean, I want you to see your heavenly Father, and I want you to come forward. Stand to your feet and begin to come forward and say, Father, I want the Holy Spirit. Come, stand to your feet and begin to come forward. If you, if you want your prayer language, you want to be filled with the Spirit, just come forward and begin to do what we were saying. Thank you, Lord.
You that have been. Randy. Randy. Thank you, Lord. Leave my mic on, please. Thank you, Lord. Some of you that have been filled with the Spirit, come and be refilled. Amen. If you've never been filled with the Spirit, just do what I was saying to you all ago. Deeply worship God. Deeply pray about something. You can do it in your seat if you don't want to come forward. In fact, I didn't go forward the first time I did it. I did it just by myself. It doesn't matter where you're at. I want you just to worship and get hungry for God. And at some point, I want you to begin to pray in syllables you don't know. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.